Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to TransformationRadio.fm. And, you know, it doesn't matter how you're listening to the show or where, where you're getting it from. It is absolutely amazing to be connecting with you today. You know, I'm really thrilled to have Fiona Finn joining us on the show today for a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons. You know, but one of them is understanding life through life's experiences and still being able to wake up every day and know that you have a purpose, know that you have a passion, know that there is something going on in the world that you can stand up for and stand for. And I love being able to talk with her because when you get to hear somebody's story When you get to hear about misfortune, about what it means to be penniless, what it means to be a single mom, you know, and then and then have a different story to tell. You want to know what is it that that person has figured out in life and how can you get some of it? You know, many of you have heard me talk about many, many, many times before uh, about these past several years that we've been through and how easy it has been for people to almost, almost act as if that folks were not put in very, very powerfully knee-dropping situations because we were. We were. And so today... You know, this beautiful story, this beautiful book, and we have five copies of the book to give away, I believe. You know, help me, God, I'm poor. Send pennies from heaven. Now, I don't know how many times you've been at a place where you've dropped to your knees or you've shouted, help me, God, or you've shouted, you know, please, I can't go on. You know, there's nothing else I can do. You know, I don't know. What else I, is humanly possible for me in my life? I know I'm preaching to the choir because many of you have called into the show. You know, many of you have said, this is what's going on in my life. But how is it that this person who considers herself an ordinary housewife and a mother, how is it that she wanted to share her extraordinary story? Because sometimes we're not pushed forward. Sometimes we're pulled. And sometimes we're pulled by a purpose greater than ourselves. Now, look, here's the reality of some of this. Things have not changed very much. You ready for it? You know, nearly 46 million Americans living in poverty every day. And by the way, those are only the folks we can count. I think there are many, many more that we're not even able to count. 
But what is it about Fiona that she understands, that she gets? You know, what does she know about hopelessness and being alone? You know, what is it about her life that has turned a corner? You know, whether it's her talking with people about encouragement or business, you know, or what it's like to be in situations in life where you feel like all the doors are shut and there's no other place for you to go. If you think you can solve the problem at the level that it was created, Einstein, number one, came out and said you can't, but didn't quite say it like this amazing woman, Fiona Finch, says it. Fiona, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm really pleased to be here. Um. Uh, I want to ask you a question uh, before we even get started with talking about the book and in the way that I know we are. I made a statement today, and I've made it before, and I've gotten a lot of emails about it, people from all over the world saying, my gosh, you must have been talking about me. You know, some folks believe that these past eight years were quite, uh, quite, you know, similar to what it was like in my grandparents growing up in the Great Depression. But the only difference is, for many people, they haven't really gotten the acknowledgement that these eight, ten years that folks experience were really hardships. For you in your life, did you ever or have you ever been able to get people's attention so that they could understand the depth and the breadth of what you were experiencing? Well, when I first started writing, I actually wrote for myself. It was a, a healing mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as the books became complete and I was able to share those with friends and family and the public, um, I think people were really surprised, you know, that not just the circumstances that led to my um, illness and poverty, um, but the way that I came through it, you know, the victory over the bitterness, which is so easy. Um, and I think that if you've ever been near poverty or mm-hmm. feeling poverty, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different types of poverty. Mm-hmm. You'd really relate to this book. Um, there's some universal truth in the book. And, um, you know, I wanted to write my way out of poverty, not necessarily, you know, changing where I stood financially as mm-hmm. much as in my mind. Why would any one of us have to go through that? What would be the lessons? What would be the humor? What would be, you know, the commonality of it all? You know, and this is really kind of the the conversation that you and I are getting ready to have today. I mean, you know, it's like, help me, God, I'm poor. Uh, You know, I remember, you know, coming home one day and I was uh, 17 years old and coming home one day and finding all of my things on the front yard and literally finding myself out on the street and not really understanding what that means or what the impact of that is. You know, fast forward right to years later and all of a sudden now you've got something, you know, going on in your body and you're not well and you don't know where to go. How has your, um, how have these experiences for you enabled you in so many ways to grow stronger? If in fact they did, Fiona. You know, um, when I was sick and I, yeah. you know, in 2009, I, I was diagnosed with colon cancer and I went mm-hmm. through radiation and chemotherapy and all of that, um, a lot of people would say, you're so strong, you're so strong. 
and I didn't want to be strong at that point. I was rebellious. I wanted to be loved while I was ill. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted to feel. I didn't want to fight my way through an illness. And then God gave me what I believe was a second opportunity to fight, which was through poverty, through you know, feeling destitute to, you know, not being able to cover some of my children and my daily needs. And I had to fight. And then I actually kind of started to become my own best friend, patting myself on the back and saying, you know, job well done today. (laughs) (laughs) It was hard, but, you know, we did it. So um, it was another way of changing my perspective into appreciating my strength and my inner strength and the gifts I'd been given to make it through this journey. You know, I, I I think that what I love about this, and there's so many things I'm going to, you know, point to in the book, because the way that you've written the book, actually, it, it really talks to people. It just gets right out of the gate and talks to people, you know, talks to people about what we believe about poverty uh, and what we believe about the people that are in the category of of living in poverty. You know, can you talk a little bit when we come back from break about just the very word poverty? what that word really means, what it means to the individual that, you know, is classified there, but what it means, what are some of the things we carry with us? You know, you say some of these in the book and you talk about this so beautifully, you know, sayings that I grew up with, right? You make your bed, you sleep in it, right? Money doesn't grow on trees, so forth and so on. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Fiona about help me God, I'm poor, but what are some of the things that we can learn from her journey, her story, so that each and every one of us can rise up and thrive. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What does it mean to be healthy? For each of us, it means something a little different. Discover the art of herbal medicine, a natural way to help our bodies respond better to the modern-day stress and toxicity of our everyday lives. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness in Kirkland can help you choose the herbs that are right for your body. Find your herbal solutions for common health issues at urbanwellness.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.com. Put a little in your life with Keys. Keys Clear Protein Waters have 22 grams of smile-making, attitude-adjusting protein in every bottle. Did I mention it's tongue-tingling taste? Not just another guilty pleasure. With Keys, you'll enjoy every low-sugar sip and freedom from gluten, lactose, and GMOs. Who needs the fountain of youth when you can find Keys on Amazon or at Keys, K-E-E-S, please.com. Put a little in your attitude with Keys Protein Water. Are you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. TJ Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host TJ Woodward and Dr. Pat Basile on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so great. You know, it's so great to have Fiona Finn joining me here today. Just a couple of things I'd like you to know about. Um, for those of you out there, uh, we're going to give a copy of her book away right now. Uh, first caller, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. You know, Fiona is the author and Huffington Post blogger. Help me, God, I'm poor. That's what I got in front of me right here. Help me, God, I'm poor. Send pennies from heaven. Yeah. Send pennies from heaven. And I just want to say to those of you out there, um, she and I were talking about a couple of things during the break, especially around pennies. But, you know, this is for people, all of you, who've been suffering under the darkest clouds, trying to find their way. And this is what this says in the book. No matter what has happened to cause your current circumstance, financial healing starts right here. And it goes on to say, Fiona doesn't expect you to hide your heartache depression or frustration but she does want you to fight it this is why i love you fiona i love you i love you because she this is so important you know fight it fight it and then it goes on to say that you drop to your knees more than once whispering why me god you and i have that in common but let's talk about this for a minute you know beyond our hardships beyond that the way that things show up in life beyond the negative balances in bank accounts right Mm -hmm. you know what is it that you have learned along the way that that formula so to speak that helps us rise up and fight back because many people uh, and many of them i know over these past eight years they have lost many things and they don't believe that rising up and fighting and, and standing tall is going to help them. And I would love, love, love for you to share what you discovered on the way to being Fiona Finn today. Um, one of the biggest things I can say, and I think I deal with it kind of in the first chapter, is 
that all of us to get to where we were or are currently, um, we have to go through this victim mentality. Mm. You know, something happened to us. And if you always dwell in what happened to you, you can't get on with your life. You have to let that go and to move towards more of a victor, you know, overcoming it. And once you move past it, you really do in your thoughts, you know, you can kind of reevaluate your life and the choices that you made um, in order to take that experience and turn it into something else, first turning it into a a life-changing blessing. It is a blessing in disguise. I know it doesn't seem like it, especially if it causes fear and anxiety and upset on a daily basis. It's all about just taking the moment and realizing it's never as bad as it seems. You're still here. You're still breathing. You still make a difference. Even if just to yourself, you do make a difference. So if you have to kind of take that moment to really look at what's happening and just be appreciative for today and then figure out where is it you want to go. You know, we're all given these challenges. And yet I do think that we have some of the keys to face the challenges. We just don't want to. Some people want to wear some of what happened to them like a cloak. Mm -hmm. And you wear it and it drags you down. And, you know, at first maybe it feels like a blanket of safety, but then it just weighs you down and you really have to keep fighting it. It doesn't just come off you one day. It may take days, weeks, months, maybe years. For me, it took a few years. Um, I'd take three steps forward, two back. I'd go five up, one back. I'd feel like I'm just standing still for a while. But all the time, being your own best friend, being kind to yourself, and realizing you're not standing alone. You know, God's right next to you. He's right there the whole time. Let's talk about that for a minute, because, you you know, I've heard more often than not, and probably have said it, you know, for myself, is, you know, I'm trying to find God. Well, you know, what's interesting is one day you wake up and you kind of realize God's not lost. Um, but we are, oh, we're at that place, right, Fiona, where we're dropping down to our knees is a last resort, right. you know, and I'm not saying that that's not the pathway that we have to take sometimes, but we have other alternatives. We have other choices. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for us in our society to put together the idea that we can be spiritual and wealthy at the same time, you know, right. spiritual and abundant at the same time. And can you help, please, bridge that gap? I know you've got stories in the book that talk about it, but this is really a line of thinking that could keep us knee-deep in poverty, I think. I mean, at least that's what I know for myself. Right. I think despite how everything seems in your life, that God doesn't choose poverty for any of us. You know, I don't believe that. I mean, you may be born into poverty, mm-hmm. but there are escape paths for all of us. You know, you have to choose to change. Sometimes change doesn't happen and come right up to your door. Sometimes it does. But I really feel that, you know, it's a, it is about fighting. It's about fighting for what you want and making some, you know, thinking about what you want for your future and then going towards that. And certainly prayer helps. Meditation is a form of prayer. Speaking to God like he is, you know, your dearest and kindest friend. Mm. He's your parent. Um my belief became stronger. I think I grew up as a Christian Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, you know, wasn't 100% in as a child, you know, felt it a little repetitive for me. Really wanted to hear about real life stories and to feel people's lives in front of me. I wasn't getting that through my religion. 
But as I grew older, I could hear it from my friends, from my family. There's so many people, if you look around, even just listening to this show today, yeah. you know, that have taken life struggles and turned them around. You know, not every day is a happy day, but the majority of my life is. You know, I've been given gifts that I'm grateful for. You have to look for the gifts you're grateful for. You really do. Let's talk about that for a minute and what that means to look for the gifts you're grateful for. Um, because, you know, there are many, many points in time where if we are that al- al- alive and aware, you know, the doors that get opened open wider and wider and wider. How does gratitude become now a catalyst for us? You know, how does gratitude then turn in, you know, to being of service in the world, right? You know, right. to be able to go beyond whatever is going on for us, right and move forward it's really interesting i was reading i was reading the book and there was a couple of chapters in the book and i found myself playing a game with an eight-year-old the other night uh and the game had to do with coins and pennies and you know it's a it's a game that you know you you just literally you know move pennies or coins on based on the the roll of a die right Mm -hmm. you're rolling dice um and you know as i'm playing this game i'm thinking about today's conversation And I'm thinking about, you know, what is it about a relationship with money that actually has it become our higher power in so many ways? What did you discover about that? Well, I'm going to go back to, first you were asking a little bit about gratitude. And I just want everyone to know that gratitude is the open door to abundance. Mm -hmm. So when you feel that all doors are closed and you can't find a window, gratitude. (laughs) Stand still, meditate and pray in gratitude, and you will find that opens so much more abundance than seeking a way out. Mm. Stand still. Um, Secondly, when we go to talking about pennies, again, it's a visual theme throughout my book. Yes. Um, I find that I love that the penny is considered small change, but every, (laughs) every time in life you make a small change, it will lead to those big changes that you've been so wanting and desiring, even when you deal with poverty. Um, so I think that's so important. Um, then you were asking me about, you know, the penny and money and yeah. how we view money. The top two t- topics that people write about is money and love. Yes. Money and love. We all want both. <laughs> um, even when you find a penny, you can totally dismiss it as small and nothing. But that's sometimes how you feel, even about yourself. Start picking up those pennies and not thinking them as small and nothing. What if they were miraculous? messages from either those who love you, from angels, from God, from the universe, telling you, you're doing a wonderful job. I'm here for you. Pick up that penny, put it in a jar, keep bringing them in, even if you find them in the laundry room or the garage. Or You will be amazed if you start doing this within a month or two, how many pennies you see and how, how full you feel because you know someone's there, someone's looking out for you. Well, and, you know, part of this is really, you know, what I shared with you the other day. I was at a meeting the other morning, and I got up from the meeting, and I looked at the empty chair next to me, and there were five pennies on the floor. Five pennies on the floor. And I shared with you that, you know, part of part of what I believe is, you know, Linda's mother loved to talk about pennies. And as a matter of fact, Fiona, now that you were talking about this, um, I remember that... I started to save pennies in starting in 1973 because of something Joan said to me about that. And, you know, saving the pennies, you know, and watching them build up 
and not really thinking about I'm saving pennies from a scarcity point of view. But there's almost as if there was no energy around it, not one way or the other. Other, I just knew, and by the way, the, the end of the story is, I had enough pennies after about six months to buy a dryer, washer and dryer. Right. Um, and yet at the same time, we look at pennies, we'll see them on the street, we won't pick them up because it's beneath us. Right. How does that affect our, our the energy of what we bring forth in the world? Well, I mean... You can look at it, you know, money is important. Mm -hmm. It does give us access to many things, but it cannot be our God. It cannot be our number Mm -hmm. one. Um, And then, you know, when we want more and more, we never look at the little things. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, when you want those big changes in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to be a millionaire. You want to, you know, make more than you did last year. You Mm -hmm. don't ever stop and realize. I I went through about three years of kind of reaching, reaching, reaching. Mm -hmm. When I stopped reaching... I realized that it takes time to build your wealth. It's not something that happens overnight. Certainly some people win lotteries and so forth. But I really feel like if you don't concentrate on it, you're not blocking the wealth from coming towards you. It is a form of energy. I mean, that is what money is. And I do believe a lot of what happened to me, um, my experience of feeling broke and broken, um, made me realize uh, that what I feel is a universal truth is that our financial lives are really just an extension of our inner lives. Mm, wow. We're going to take a short break when we come back. I'm going to be speaking with Fiona, giving a copy of the book away, another copy of the book away for one of you out there. We have a toll-free number for that, and I'll give that to you in a minute. When we come back, we're going to be talking about this, you know, the, the, the book that she has written, a spiritual, I believe it is, a spiritual and inspirational book. And it is about poverty, but it's also about prosperity. When we come back, we're going to be talking with her about what does it mean to drop to your knees and say, why me, God? What are we actually asking God? Or are we, in fact, ready to blame God or the universe for the tragedy in front of us? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Fiona Finn joining me here today. The book is Help Me, God, I'm Poor, Send Pennies from Heaven, Love, love, love the picture on the cover. We'll talk about that, too, when we come back. We'll be right back. The first time I saw you in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. 
naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? everyone welcome back welcome back it's so great to be uh having all of you tune in turn us on 1-800-930-2819 if you would like to receive a copy of fiona's book um help me god i'm poor send pennies from heaven beautiful beautiful cover of the book which we're going to talk about here in a minute um you know for those of you out there uh you may be thinking to yourself well wait a minute you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm really down and out. I don't really know where to turn. You know, if I actually turn, you know, to God, what am I asking God for? Does God even hear? And, you know, whether you refer to it as God or higher power or purpose greater than yourself or universe, as I just referred to, I think you get what you know what I'm saying. It's, a, it's anything but you, Right. Um, and Fiona's going to tell us a little bit about the cover. But for those of you out there, we'd love to open up those phone lines, give another copy of the book away, 1-800-930-2819. Fiona, before we get back to the book, can you please let folks know the best way to find out more about you, how to follow your blog, and then we're going to get into this idea of healing and spirituality. Sure. Um, best mode of, you know, contacting me directly is my website, uh, Fiona F as in Frank, I-O-N-A, dash, Finn, F as in Frank, I-N-N, dot com. Uh, just go to my contact page and go ahead and write me. I do return every email. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but I do, I do return emails. I think that's important to be able to reach me because you don't just change my life. 
I think it's, you know, both ways. I get a lot of wonderful stories coming my direction. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I mean, you and I were talking uh, during the break and, you know, we were talking about what happens when you decide you're going to step out into the world, you know, as somebody that's willing to talk about God or as somebody that's willing to have that conversation. But then let's take it to the next level for a minute. You know, it's not just a conversation about God. It's a conversation about the relationship between spirituality, money, poverty, ideals, dreams, you know, whatever that is, you know, that we believe. And yet we are so very confused sometimes about how to be in the world, be of God and be of abundance. And before the break, what I was talking about is, you know, where did we figure out that it wasn't okay to be spiritual and wealthy? I mean, if you go back in the Bible a little bit or even in any other, you know, written scripture, you find that the people are talked that are talked about in most cases walking around are pretty wealthy people. These folks had land, they had sheep, they had a whole bunch of things. But then all of a sudden we get the notion that we can't have both. And that gets embedded, I think, as you've written so beautifully in the book, that gets embedded in not just the way we're brought up, but the way we start to live life. And I wanted to ask you, what was the turning point for you? Was it your illness? What was it that pushed you a little bit more over the edge for you to take a different action? Well, prior to, um, you know, going through my painful battle with stage three colon cancer mm-hmm. and my uh, divorce, and then being, you know, left penniless and struggling. You know, mm-hmm. I was a broker of a very, you know, well-known company, real estate company, and it did very well. You know, all my dreams were coming true, and I didn't have any, you know, issues financially. That was not, you know, where it was at. Um, I always knew I was going to write a book since, like, 20, but had my life continued to go as it was, I would have never written a book because I wouldn't have been pushed towards that. I right. was too comfortable. Right. So I could see that, you know, the results from going through the divorce, the illness, the poverty led me to be an author, which was a goal of mine. I was, you know, extremely blessed for that. Um, The turning point for me, I do believe, was when I had had exhausted every um, known way of dealing with my illness and my physical, um, you know, I still have physical issues after the cancer. A lot of people think once you've been through chemo and they say no more cancer that you're well, but you're not. You're still emotionally sick. You're spiritually sick. Um, and I was still physically sick. So I started seeking all sorts of alternative methods and modalities to healing. I did acupuncture. Um, I, I tried body talk. I did all of these things to help my body heal. And after the healing of the body came the healing of emotions. And then I then is when I dealt with healing my, you know, my spirituality. Why me, God? Yeah. You know, why was I ill? Why are my children poor? Yeah. Why can't I afford this? It was kind of all of that. And I needed to heal spiritually so that I could accept all that's happened, see the gifts, and move forward. You know, when we ask these questions, you know, why me, God, right? Um, most people ask why me, God, and don't actually expect to get an answer. You know, it's more of saying, uh, wow, you know, how did I end up like this, God? You know, I've done everything right. You know, I've done this right. I've done that right. You know, I've lived a pretty decent life. And actually, I 
I'm not really talking about myself right here. Um, Yeah, I wish I could say all of that and have that be true. Uh, But what I'm trying to say is, you know, we get at this place where we think it can't get any worse. And you and I, we went through the same thing in the same point of time. You know, debilitating illness, divorce, the whole gamut, right? And just when you think you're sick and it can't get any worse, and then it does. How do you... Um, how do you talk with people as you do so brilliantly in the book what the next step is you know what is it next because you and I were talking about gratitude and we're talking about blessing you know what is it that folks can know so that they can create that opening of abundance and you know and, and what I mean by that is you know you're showing up in the world you're talking about spirituality you're talking about God you're talking about tough times but you're also talking about rising up what does it look like to turn our to, you know to turn our will over to the hands of, of our higher power I think it really starts with almost giving up you know not I'm mm. not talking about the fight I'm just saying stop trying to control everything Stop, you know, accept, yes, today I'm sick, and maybe it's not a good day. Maybe I won't be able to do everything I want today, but Mm -hmm. tomorrow I will rise up again, and if I feel better, I'm going to attempt A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to kind of promote your awareness that you're aware of self, and you're aware that, you know, I don't know, if you have children, and they're, you know, they're a great motivation to keep trying harder. If you're on your own, sometimes it's easier to just, stay in bed or move to the couch and and really you don't fight as hard but you really have to love yourself remember who you are and appreciate you and even if you have to look back to your childhood remember who you are and then you know try to be that bits of that person again I think that was hard for me to find you know I used to like the girl in the past who I was prior to illness or being hurt and I wanted to find some of her again um I don't believe that God wants any of us to go through tough times. We do need to go through them to appreciate what we have, who we are, uh, who we can become. One of the things that you say in the book, and I love it, and I think it's towards the end, I know I wrote it down, is you say, don't quit before the miracle happens in your life. Yeah. Don't quit before the miracle happens in your life. Uh, I have to tell you, I mean... I I know that it's you and I are kind of talking about it, right? Don't quit before the miracle happens in your life. But there is a sense, there's a reality to that, that so when we look back, if we don't quit, right? If, and then we look back, there's a reality to that statement that is so hard to not just comprehend, but to explain to other people, right? right. You did a beautiful, beautifully in writing it down. But this is the point where when you feel like you can't go on, there's a part of surrendering that you just mentioned. How does God show up in those times? I mean, I think God is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I do. I believe he's everywhere. Just sometimes it feels like if you're in your home mm. and you don't step forth outside, mm. if you don't see the opportunities where he really is shining. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. he's just out in nature. Mm-hmm. You take a walk, you feel the sun. Uh, one of my lowest points was um, I, after my divorce, mm-hmm. I had actually entered a um, 
health, mental health clinic for about 10 days. Mm-hmm. And losing that time um, where that you choose when to take a shower and when to sleep and when to eat and what to eat, that to me was a low. Mm-hmm. I had to have everything taken away from me before I could step out and say, wow, now I choose you know, what to wear and when to get up and all of those things. Um, I also think that, you know, sometimes you look at the prison system and you're amazed at how people can be so positive as they're incarcerated and yeah. how they can find God yeah. because they're standing still. They're standing still. They're mm-hmm. meditating. They're praying. They feel God's presence. Mm. You know, money and spirituality. Money and spirituality. Um one of the things that we've had to overcome is the fact that, and I think you say it in the book, but if I misquote you, please jump in and tell me, uh, God is in everything, so to speak, yes. including finances. But how we believe and how we think is instrumental in whether or not we are going to turn a thing around, right? You know, and, and we don't really talk about that enough. We don't really talk about you know, our thoughts and what they do. You know, if we're looking at a negative bank account or we don't have any food in the in the closet to feed our kids, right? Or you're thinking about, wait a minute, am I going to really make the rent? And honestly, I used to talk about this, Fiona, just to tell you, I used to talk about this 13 years ago when I started. And the reality of what I just said to you was so far from any of the reality that I'm speaking about today. Because in today's time, this stuff is really happening for people. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I mean, honestly, I just got a a bill from my doctor. I I, I could buy a used Mercedes for that thing. And I'm I'm thinking, what the heck just went on here? But this is the reality of what's happening today today. And yet, how do you see bringing a new level of awareness so that even the most ridiculous of situations, people can understand how to rise up and out out of them? I think that you have to decide that poverty is temporary. Oh, I think good when one. People say, a lot of people will say, you know, that you're, it's all in your head. You need to change your mindset. And I believe it's true. I mm-hmm. believe that your thoughts are real and they do have a basis in reality and when you think poverty and you're constantly telling yourself you can't afford that you'll never get out of this you won't find a nicer better home you'll never have your own new car those thoughts keep you down they prevent success um so you know the one thing that you can start doing is grabbing those thoughts when you hear them come through your head and block just block stop block that thought and try to change that thought by saying, no, I will have a new car. I will have a new car soon. You know, start to tell yourself, even if you don't feel that, yeah, it's here now, tell yourself you will. Try to really monitor your thoughts, especially when it comes to money. We have so many Mm -hmm. program negative Mm -hmm. thoughts. But, you know, if you do trust in God, and it says, you know, on the penny, in God we trust, then you're going to know that he has given you an ability to earn money or to bring money in. Sometimes it's not about earning it. It's amazing how it can come to you. Right. Or if it's not the money, it's the product that you really wanted to buy with the money. Right. 
that happened a lot to me, you know, when I needed something. An example would be uh, my son really wanted a bed. He hadn't had a bed in a long time. So I scrambled up enough money to buy him a top mattress. That's all I could afford. I couldn't get the box spring, too. But we were renting somewhere, and it had a box spring. So I thought that was wonderful. And when we moved, there was no box spring again. And there, you know, I was thinking to God, boy, I need a box spring. I don't want this nice mattress on the floor. Not again. And then um, somebody I knew said, if anyone wants to pick up a box spring, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I have one. And uh-huh. that all happened within a week. So it, I didn't need the money to get what the result was. I knew what I wanted. And that product came towards me. And I felt very grateful. And that gratitude then progressed to what the next thing that I wanted or needed for my family. So you can see that it's not always the money, but again, you've got to be grateful. You have to ask in prayer, in meditation, even in a journal. You have to ask for what it is you need and desire, and watch that it comes in. It does. It's really interesting we're talking about this, Fiona. Can I do true confessions? Sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is perfect because we worked. We've been working over the past couple weekends on, and I'll tell you, we're we're working on a campaign, a crowdfunding campaign to raise funds. You know, it's called raising. You know, raise to save, and what we're raising the funds for is to save positive talk radio, and you know, it's called take back talk radio. And there was a there was a, an aha moment I had. You know, right around, I guess, the time you and I talked last time. And what I've been watching are my friends, my colleagues, uh, and even myself now, you know, watching the rising cost of airtime to be on air. You know, every dollar, every hour we're on air is paid for. And a light bulb went on. And it's, you know, I realized that, wait a minute, we have one of the fastest growing arenas for demand this positive talk radio by women, by the way, millions of women. Moms are the number one podcast on my smartphone listener. And we have an arena where this particular venue is diminishing. And, and even if it's not diminishing, the people that do this can't be found. So we created this campaign, Take Back Talk Radio. So somebody asked me this weekend, you must have been in my ear. They said, what are you going to set your crowdfunding goals at? Do you know what went through my mind? Not how much we really wanted to acquire, you know, to establish a dollar a day network that was going to keep the cost low forever. Not that amount. What came into my mind is, uh, are people really going to give to this campaign? And the minute I got that reality, that hit, Boy, I had to flip that thing around because that was the enemy. That was not a God thought. You see what I'm saying? But do you see how easy that is? Even for somebody like me that does this 24-7. And I refuse, after reading your book again, by the way, Mm -hmm. I refuse to let that happen, you see? Because that is not a God thought. Is that a God thought, Fiona? No. No. Definitely not. No. 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 Because the God thought was to put the campaign together. Why would we be spending this much time and energy on it, right? Right, definitely. (laughs) That was fear talking, you know. It's easy to start to see, you know, and then I start to go in my book, and and I talk about your belief system. Yes. And and since youth, how you've always heard from your parents and your relatives and people, different thoughts about money that you don't even realize that 
are a part of you and very, very difficult to break down. So, you know, you can align yourself with that and your values about money. So it's very interesting. Some parts of my book are definitely self-help, self-thought, um, you know, so because, again, I was walking myself through all of yeah. this. So you you are able to, all readers are able to walk themselves through what are your beliefs. You know, each of us have different beliefs. Um, but I really feel that, you know, money and things are a big part of our life. And God you know, intends on you having those things. Mm-hmm. But you want to you wanna put God before money. You want to, again, watch your thoughts. I think it's extremely important. Um, I like, you know, that this month of October is actually a time where we look towards eradicating poverty. Um, they have, you know, I think it was October 17th was a day that um, we talked about eradicating poverty in the world. Yeah. And for me, it starts with your thoughts. It does. It starts with your thoughts. How are you not going to feel poor today? Stop telling yourself what you don't have. Start telling yourself what you do have. Well, I mean, you said it because what happens is, you know, that thought, even that thought that I had for a nanosecond had the opportunity to take root Mm -hmm. in my soul and my consciousness right there to take root. And if you go to the website, and for those of you that have heard me talk about it, you're emailing me. We're not done with the website, but yes, you can go take a peek. It is TakeBackTalkRadio.com. If you go to that website, you could see what we're saying about why this is happening. You know, people that have paid for airtime out of their pockets, thousands of dollars, because they're called forth to rise up and help. They are going and off into the sunset, Fiona. And I've been doing this 13 years, and I can't let I can't cannot continue to let that happen. And I know it's not me. I this is not me. I'm sitting here and I do my thing. That has got to be a God thought. Mm -hmm. And I know what will happen if we don't do this. You see, I know what will happen on the other end of it. But let's talk about the idea of giving as an energy force, a God energy force giving as a force to open up the doorways to prosperity. How did that show up for you? You know, I've always been a giving person. Yeah, I, you, think, um, I could tell. Money to me um, was never an issue. I always just knew. I always knew I'd have money. I didn't grow up with money. I just knew. That feeling of knowing was made me very content so that even when I was young, and it was a little easier when you're young to not have everything because you believe that you have time to gather more things in your home and your bank accounts and all yeah. of, you know, going towards retirement. But as you get older, when you get knocked down, you think to yourself, do I have enough time to accrue right. those things again? Oh, boy. You know, I'm sure you've, you know, you've had people who have been interviewed before that have lost. Um, so you can't let yourself start thinking about um, the the fear and the anxiety and the desperation. You have to have that abundance mentality, mm. which is which is hard because everyone has a second, third, or even more chances and opportunities ahead of you. So, you know, it's all about looking at your behaviors and your attitudes and the spiritual ha- strongholds that keep you where you are. Mm. I mean, I can't say enough. You really need to look at yourself. It's so important. You know, for me, when I was young, I was looking to you know, one day marry and then have children and we all do the right thing. And then all of a sudden that didn't work. So now you have to really look at you. This is your life, your opportunity. What do you want to do 
for yourself to be the best version of you. Yeah. And you know what I love about what you're talking about here is that, wait a minute, time, if I might say, time is a man-made idea. That is not a God idea. Right. Right. Uh, And whether you are, you know, defining God in your own way or whether you believe in scriptures or you grow up in the religion, I I don't know of any spiritual practice to date where time is the dividing factor between having your dream realized. I I don't even get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, you got people that we're reading about in not just the scriptures, but other things that are written in other religions. These people were like, what? 800 years old for real and yet we sit here today and say wait a minute i might be turning 65 here my life is over don't have a dream like that and oh by the way you know what are you thinking you're really going to write a book how are you ever going to show up in the world and you know aren't you though coming out and saying in this book and in your blog by the way none of that really is a uh, a factor when we have that God-like energy of unlimitedness, right? Isn't that what you're really saying? I mean, I'm summarizing, but am I yes. on track? Yes, you definitely are. You know, I think that we we are amazing spiritual beings wearing a bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that bodysuit might get ill. It may look old. That's why a lot of people feel young inside, because your spirit's young. You know, you just have to align with your spirit. Mm. I want to thank you for today. I cannot thank you enough for all that you do. And would you tell folks again the best way to find out more about you? But also, would you please let us know how we can follow your blog, how folks might get a copy of the book? And for those of you out there, we're going to be giving additional copies of the book away on our Facebook and Twitter pages. So stay tuned for that. It's a fabulous book. It's a fabulous book. How can we find out more about you, please? Um, again, my website, uh, fiona-finn.com. Um, you can find me on uh, the Huffington Post. My blogs are amazing, especially the spiritual ones. I've had amazing encounters spiritually that I share. Um, again, I had it. the cover of the book was actually a um, photo- photograph of a cloud of what I believe is the Lord and an angel with a trumpet. Um, and millions of people have seen that today, so that is... Um, also on the Huffington Post, and you can reach me on Twitter, Fiona Burke Finn. I love it. Thank you so much for today, Fiona. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I tell everybody, you are not alone. God is there. Read my book and you will feel, and there's lots of laughs in there. I do think humor is important. It totally is. Thank you so very much. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We will see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show.